Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Joey. And I'm Mason. This is TVD Sportscast College Football. Where we'll determine the most important college football topics this coming weekend. Today we're going to jump into the national championship, our way too early top 25, and where the podcast is headed from here into the offseason. So let's go ahead and get into a breakdown of the national championship, number three, Ohio State versus number one, Alabama. Heck yeah. So yeah, big congratulations to the Todd. I feel like we definitely called that heavily. I, I mean, everybody was saying Alabama was going to blow out Ohio State. We saw it coming. We knew it was going to happen, and it did. So, oh, yeah, 100%. With that being said, um, why couldn't Ohio State hold up to the Alabama defense when they were on offense, obviously, and to the offense when they were on defense? I mean, when you really look at it, um, Ohio State's offense really struggled a, a whole ton this season um, with Justin Fields not really playing how he did last season, uh, especially without Chris Olave in there. But even with him in, there were his accuracy is just not on point as it was last season. Um, and then you have the run game that was really working for Ohio State, but it it started picking up too late in the season. And when you lose Trey Sermon early in the game, you kind of lose. I mean, Master Teague was a great running back, and he still is, and all that, but. Trey Sermon had something else that Master Teague didn't, and that was versatility. Master Teague is known for running up the gut, pounding the ball, all that stuff. Trey Sermon can get around you. He's very agile and stuff, while Master Teague doesn't have. Which is great for the Ohio State offense with Master Teague in the red zone. Because, I mean, that's where they got a lot of their touchdowns was when they were in, like, you know, within two yards of the goal line, and, you know, Master Teague just rushed in for a touchdown. But ultimately, do you think we would have seen a different game and maybe a higher score from Ohio State if they had Trey Sermon? Uh, No. Uh, and the only reason I say that is because I think that, and, and I read this off of a tweet, and I'm honestly, I'm going off of that because I agree with it 100%. Ohio State was way too focused on the Clemson game and way too focused on beating Clemson. Um, mean, and, and in the meantime, I mean, they weren't focused on if they beat Clemson, they got to face this other team, you know? So... Yeah, they had the best game they've ever played all season when they played Clemson. And then they had the probably the worst game they've ever played this season against Alabama in the national championship. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's really unfortunate for Clemson fans especially because, like, we, lo- we, we lost that game by a really good team. They played really well. They, they, their defense stepped up. Uh, their offense was exceptional. But they just executed really well in that game. Yeah, I mean, like, they were it, focused it was, on that game. They were yeah. one, their mindset was beat Clemson. That's all they wanted to do this playoffs. They just wanted to yeah. beat Clemson. And it's like, it was like it that person on Twitter said. It said that Dabo Sweeney actually helped them lose the college football national championship because he got them so focused on beating Clemson that they weren't ready to play Alabama. <laughs> exactly, and I can I can pull it up right now. Um, Dabo got Ryan Day to obsess over beating Clemson such that there has, was no energy left to prep for Bama. The end result is Dabo continuing to keep Ryan Day from winning a national title. Dabo really playing underwater Chinese 3D chess while Ryan Day playing Uno. You'll love to see it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, 
And it's it's true. I mean, Ryan yeah. Day and the Ohio State football team was all focused on beating Clemson because of the game last year in the playoffs. Meanwhile, I mean, you could tell that Clemson was preparing for both games. And yeah. you could tell that Clemson is that top-tier team. But when you have a team that's focused on just beating you, they're going to focus on every single thing about you. So no, n- no duh, they're going to beat you. But they're going to they're gonna get their butts kicked the next game, you know, and that's what turned out to be. And, you know, I said last week when you were talking about, you know, congratulations to Ohio State beating Clemson, and I interjected and, you know, I basically yelled, you know, because you ain't going to beat Bama. Yeah. And I am so glad that I called that. <laughs> I'm, I mean, and I think anybody else could have called that too because, I mean, we all saw it. We all saw that they were preparing for – for uh, beating Clemson, but they weren't preparing to where the next step was. So Yeah, and last week I also said that the one edge that Ohio State might have over Bama is that their defense may not hold up against their offense because I was saying that, you know, they may not have the best defense in the, you know, in the country. Um, I would probably say that Christian Barmore (laughs) on Alabama's defense uh, definitely proved me wrong. He he was great. Oh, yeah. I mean, defensive MVP of the national championship. I mean, he had a great game. Almost sacked Fields like twice in a row. And then on the third one, finally got him in the third quarter. And, I mean, what a player. I mean, he just never gave up. I mean, he just kept getting in there, kept applying the pressure. And I think that is a huge part of why Ohio State only scored 24 points. Yeah. So... But yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that go into why Ohio State couldn't hold up. I mean, it has to do with, you know, I mean, the three-headed monster that they were talking about of uh, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith, plus Waddle. Now, and Waddle didn't do as much as I thought he would. I mean, Turns out did he you was still see definitely him, injured. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah, definitely he still, was injured. He's still recovering, still injured. but it was still awesome to see him on the field making plays. Uh-huh. I mean, he's the reason that they got down the field at least three or four times. I mean, like they were uh, on like third and long, and he just showed up like right in front of the first down marker, like like you know a bunch of times. No doubt, the first and second half, and this is the reason of so many first downs and so many honestly touchdowns, getting them downfield. So, but I mean, yeah, props to that guy. And I mean, you know, what a player, what a heart for the game, and you know, what a heart for your team to want to you know play and help your team get a national championship win. Yeah, so, for sure. Like. I don't know. It was it was a crazy defensive game from Alabama. Meanwhile, Ohio State, who should have had the better defense between the two teams, uh, <laughs> did not did, did not, not show, show that up. very well. No, and that, uh, that Alabama that really that, hurt them. Yeah, that Alabama offense is just something else. And that's what I said last week. And I was saying, you know, like Justin Fields can't hold up a team all by himself. All he's got downfield is Olave. And I mean, yeah, sure they got a couple touchdowns, but I mean, Devontae Smith was in there yeah. getting so many touchdowns until he got hurt in, in the third quarter with the, hand the, injury. Rest of the game. We have a hand injury, but I mean, you but know, even Harris then Mechie was, was in there. Yeah. Najee Harris. In there too, yeah. I mean, you got uh, Mechie, Najee, Devante, Jalen Waddle. I mean, and you know, it, it I mean, really, I mean, yeah. And so from Alabama. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, there's been a lot of talk this week, you know, like, about Bama and about how good they played and about how amazing their season one is. And, I mean, I guess the question has to be asked, and this question has been being asked, was this the greatest college football team that we have ever seen? You know, I knew that question was coming, and I can tell you right now, they can be up there, but they're not the best. 
because if this team was the best, uh, and there's a lot of arguments on Twitter as well with this argument, but if this team were the best, where does that put 2018 Clemson? You know, with Trevor Lawrence um, and, you know, uh, ETN, where does that put LSU? It's, it's, uh, I don't think they're the best team. Uh, there, there have been plenty of amazing teams. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at when, when, uh, Mac Brown was at Texas and he had Vince Young. Yeah. One of the best college football teams ever. One of the best quarterbacks in college football. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not the best team. It's up there. Don't get me wrong, but they're not the best team ever. Yeah. And I mean, I actually called. Alabama being the national champion um, back in the TBD Sportscast College Football Award show. I called that back then, and I was really glad to see that pick come to fruition. I don't think that, you know, they are the greatest team ever. That's that's kind of my opinion. I'm kind of with you. I really do believe, and these are two totally different seasons, right? Like, I believe that if we saw 2019 LSU versus 2020 Alabama, I really believe that probably 2019 LSU would pull that out. I mean, I, I think that they had a lot of good weapons, too. It'd definitely be a really, really close game. They had a better defense. Yeah, but but, Al, but LSU had the better defense. So LSU had the know. better defense, and granted, they didn't have as many offensive threats. They had a better defense and a rolling offense, which is all you really need against that kind of uh, Alabama team. Yeah, definitely. So, But moving on from that as well, so you also... We're talking about how, because the whole season you really haven't seen Mac Jones being a Heisman contender by your standards, Mm-mm. but this week you said that during the national championship you really thought that he played like a Heisman contender. So, I mean, if you just speak to that a little bit, I mean, I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Well, I mean, when you really watch, if you really watch the game, you notice that Mac Jones was making these incredible playmaking decisions, and he was making these uh star quarterback kind of throws and check downs and stuff like that and i mean Justin Fields who is a great quarterback as well but you could tell that he was not comfortable where he was meanwhile Mac Jones dude he was he was throwing all over the place throwing granted DeVonte Smith, Jalen Waddle, Mechie, Najee Harris he has all these weapons but Granted, you got to pick which weapon you're going to go to. You got to pick where, where in the coverage, uh, you can throw to. You got to recognize coverage. And I mean, I don't know how many blitzes Ohio State ran, but he was able to escape. He like was able to one. escape. Did most he even of get it. sacked in that game? I think there was at least one sack in that game. I don't uh, even know that he got sacked. I mean, I try to uh, maybe give it the benefit of the doubt. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, it was the fumble. It was the strip fumble. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the sack. Yeah. So I mean. You know, but he he just he outplayed Justin Fields, who's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, and not the best, but one of the best. Yeah, and he he just really showed that he deserved to be there um, compared to some other players. Yeah, and the maturity of Mac Jones just from last year when he took over after Tua got hurt to this year in his mm-hmm. play calling and in his throwing and execution of plays is amazing Mm -hmm. he matured so much from last year a lot yeah and i mean i i honestly think he should be coming back next year just because yeah 
Uh, he had a great year this season, but when you're looking at the numbers, he's only played one season. Uh, if you really look at it, who was another quarterback that only played one season and then got drafted? Mitchell Trubisky. He's not turning out very well in the NFL. I think. Well, hey, hey, like, hey, you got the Nickelodeon MVP. <laughs> I think that he has a better chance if he were to play another season under Nick Saban, kind of get his bearings completely straight. I think that team would be incredible. Do I think he'll do it? Probably not. I mean, the way he it seemed like a send off at the end of the national championship to him. So, I, but I think he should come back. But he he was a great player. The, the, the final game, at least. I don't think he was as good as he, the, he was in the national championship all season. But I think he was a great player that game. Yeah. So another big question in the sports world, you know, has been coming out this week. You know, why was Ohio State even here in the first place? And there is a lot of reasons, and we have gone through a lot of them, you know, in the past couple episodes. We've been talking about this ever since Ohio State honestly played their first game against Rutgers and got blasted from six to three. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And so we've come up with a couple of reasons. So so first off, our first reason for this is because they played pretty much not even really half a season, if you look at it. They didn't. They only play played half a six season. games. And that was before the Big Ten Championship. They played yeah. five games before that. And I've heard a lot of things like, well, you, you, there was COVID, you can't control it, like all this different stuff. Well, yes, COVID, but that's actually not quite true. And here's why. The first reason for that is because when Ryan Day got COVID, they canceled their game. They didn't have to do that. I mean, look at Bama. Saban got COVID, Steve Sarkeesian came in, and... They won the game against, wasn't that against Auburn? Yeah, that was the game against Auburn. And they won the game by a huge margin. So Ohio State did not have to cancel that game because their head coach had it. Bama did the same thing. They brought in their OC to coach the game, and they won. Ohio State could have won that game. Clemson lost their their offensive coordinator in the playoff game. For the playoff game, yeah. For the playoff game, and they still played. Exactly. They, They said, we're still playing. Yeah, you know, we, we Clemson lost Trevor Lawrence, their star quarterback, future number one NFL draft uh, prospect. Uh, he met, he was out two games. We still played. We won one game and we barely lost the other one. You know, so uh, my thing is they were given the playoff spot. I mean, they didn't even play half of the season if you really look at it, until the rules got changed in the Big Ten to where they played their conference game. Then they got half of a season done with six wins, barely pulling out that win in the Big Ten championship. And then... I mean, yeah, it was 10-20 to against Northwestern. Yeah. And And so another reason for the COVID thing is also because them and their conference tried to bully all of the other conferences into not playing this year. Yeah. And when nobody else did that, then they were like, oh, okay, we'll play in October. So you have to think about this. They played in the CFP after literally starting like halfway through October, when all of these other teams have been playing since like the last weekend in August. SEC started SEC started like mid-September. But I think Clemson was already at four or five wins by then. Yeah, exactly. And so that's a huge thing. And so the other thing with that is, like you were saying, the only reason the Big Ten change the rules for them is so that the Big Ten could have a playoff contender. That's yeah. it. They wouldn't have done that for anybody else. The, the Big Ten championship should have been Indiana and Northwestern. 
Mm-hmm. The only reason that they changed the rules for, for Ohio State was so that they would have a playoff contender. They did not deserve to be there. So when a lot of people ask me and they say, what do you mean we had it handed to us? That's what I'm talking about. You are only in the CFP because the Big Ten wanted you there. That's yeah. it. I mean, if you really look at it, if if it was Indiana and Northwestern, uh, with Indiana having that one loss, uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't have changed the rules for them. You know, no. with Indiana as a one loss no. team, they wouldn't change the rules because they didn't have a chance at the playoffs. But because Ohio State had that shot at the playoffs, they they changed the rules in which they 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 could contend. You know, and of course they're gonna beat Northwestern. Yeah, I mean. But still, I, they barely beat them. They that barely was a struggle beat them. win. They only beat them by ten points. It was literally twenty to ten. And so the next reason. So now we move into the college football playoff, right? Where they're going to play Clemson. So they beat Clemson. Oh yay, Ohio State. Woo, we beat Clemson. They were a fresher team. Ohio State, you were a fresher team. You just came off your sixth game against Northwestern. Your strength of schedule was crap, frankly. So yeah, sure, you beat Clemson. Okay, you just dominated like six other sucky teams minus Indiana. Okay, like, and you barely dominated Northwestern. And so, like I said earlier, you put all focus on beating Clemson, and it put you in a position where you got destroyed in the national championship. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, Ohio State's a good team, but and they they did deserve to be in the playoffs if they played the right amount of games. But just be just due to just. They only played six games by the point they hit the playoffs. Um, technically, they were at five games till the rules got changed for them. They they didn't deserve to be there, not because they're a less talented team, but because their name really got them into the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Their talent didn't. So something else that people have been asking me too is like, well, who else could oh like who else could have beat Clemson? Who else could have like played Alabama and it been a good game? Nobody else could have done that except for Ohio State. And that's where I come in and I say, okay, well, Florida literally was in was within six points of Alabama at the end of the SEC championship. So Florida would have played a better game. Texas A&M would have played a better game, I think. Now, and again, I'm not trying to say, you know, SEC run the table and put all these SEC teams in here. Like, I mean, I still, I'm mm-hmm. still under the belief that SEC is the toughest conference. I'm not saying that as a woo go SEC thing. I'm just saying yeah. that as a factual, yeah. like, I feel like we have really, really good teams and we're known for that. And yep. me and Joey have even talked about before, like we don't want it to be based on conference. Like we don't like we don't think that you know it should be one team from every conference. It should be if you're the best team, that's you there. That's where you should be. If you're a top four team, you should be there. It shouldn't be about. I mean, the no, it shouldn't be anymore. about the conference. And that's the thing with the Big Ten is the Big Ten only put only again change the rules for the Big Ten championship so Ohio State could go to yeah. the playoffs. And you know what they did, and they got creamed by Bama. So sure, so sure, the Big Ten made some money. Off that, you know, cool. You got a team in yeah. there. Uh, they weren't. They weren't. I mean, exactly. The Big Ten basically handed them the playoffs. They didn't earn a spot. And and I said this earlier. I mean, in the year. I mean, not earlier in the year. Earlier in the playoffs. I really believed. I said this. Is, I didn't say this is what it's going to be. I said it's what it should be. So what it should have been was, in no particular order. The, literally, the playoffs should have been Alabama, Clemson, Texas A and M, Florida. That's what I really think it should have been. Florida's maybe, but Texas A&M should have definitely been in there mm-hmm. over Ohio State. 100%. I even said at one point that USC deserved it more than Ohio State because they literally had the same amount of wins, and the wins were more impressive. So I'm not going to go that far. 
But that's what I said earlier in the season or early in the podcast. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and and you know something else too. Fields can't support a whole team. We've been saying that. We've been saying Fields is not going to be the reason that they get driven into the playoffs. I mean, look what happened. Fields couldn't deliver to anybody. Yeah. And you can maybe make the argument that you know he wasn't at one hundred percent because of the hit from Skalski two weeks ago, or or you know Trey Sermon gets out. But I wouldn't even go that far. He was fine. He was throwing fine. He didn't look like he was in pain. I mean. He he was playing fine, but he yeah. can't support a whole team. You only had you lost Trey Sermon. You got Teague running. You don't really have anybody downfield. I mean, honestly, I don't even think Olave scored a touchdown. Yeah, no, Chris Olave didn't score any touchdowns. Yeah, no. I got it right. Yeah, I got it right here. So the only the people at Ohio State that scored touchdowns was Master Teague and Garrett Wilson. So Olave yeah. didn't even score a touchdown. Nope. It's ridiculous. So that's really what it comes down to. There's so many reasons that Ohio State shouldn't have been here in the first place. I mean, it really was kind of all about money. It was from the big. It was also about the Big Ten just handing like wanting a team in the in the college football playoff. I mean, and that's what it really comes down to. So, and really, and really, I mean, you you have to blame it on Ohio State. Ohio State, they they could have they they could have played games. They could have rescheduled. You didn't have to cancel. Ryan Day had COVID. Uh, you should have just started when everybody else started. You shouldn't have tried to bully everybody else and then just get handed a spot in the playoff because the Big Ten wanted a team in the playoff. So, no, Ohio State did not earn their Ohio State did not earn their playoff spot, and it came down to them not doing what they needed to do. So, two things before we move on to the next thing. First of all, uh, for the last thing you just said, I mean, Ohio State did want to play. I mean, all their players, their coaches wanted to play. The Big Ten just wouldn't allow them. So now, now that's out of the way. But, yes, I agree, because the Big Ten, they shouldn't, yeah. Um, second thing goes along with who would have been a better matchup. I still believe, even though Clemson lost to Ohio State, I still think Alabama versus Clemson would have been a way better matchup than Ohio State versus Alabama. Just do Not necessarily because of Clemson's defense, because God, no. I mean, they're super young, and they, they got a lot of stuff to work on. Clearly, I mean they got some great players, but they're I really don't great know that I would year. agree with that though, just because I think it probably would have been about the same, just because and, and, and it's simply based on Alabama's offense. I mean that three hundred no, that we talked about. I I don't know that it would have been a better matchup. I probably would say it would probably been about the same. I think that mm. Trevor Lawrence definitely would have had a better game than Justin Fields with you know ETN and all these other well, players. But. Yeah, I mean you got you got Trevor Lawrence, Travis ETN, Amari Rogers, Cornell Powell. Um, other guy i'm forgetting his name <laughs> but like i think clemson's offense would have done a lot more than ohio state's offense did uh maybe not their defense i mean i think their defense could have done a little bit more because brent Vettables has a better defensive scheme than ohio state does theirs is just either play zone or blitz like it's one of the two meanwhile clemson has these very intricate defensive plays that aren't just one play it's like multiple plays put into one it's crazy but yeah um on to our next topic uh our way too early a top 25 this is actually something we're really looking forward to because we've been seeing a lot of uh er, way too early top 25s out on instagram twitter espn cbs all these people on twitter and i'm not gonna lie some of some of these are way too early top 25s are absolutely insane like well to be fair i feel like they're all kind of insane just because nobody really knows for sure yet i mean it's i mean that's why it's called way too early i mean nobody really knows but also like one of those it's one of those things too where it's just like uh, some of these teams i don't know where you get from 
you know? Yeah. Like, somebody has Ole Miss in there, you know? Ole Miss will be in the top 25. I, I have them in my top 25 already. They're going to be Washington. Guaranteed. They have USC at number nine. Like, dude. All right. So let's go ahead and get into this. All right, Joey, so go ahead and give me your number. So we're going to start at number 25. We're going to work our way all the way up to one. We're going to go through it quick so uh-huh. you don't get bored. But number 25, here you go. Joey first. <laughs> um, Number 25, I know you, some of y'all aren't going to like this, but I got LSU. I actually considered putting them there, but I put them a little bit higher. I, I'm, I wasn't even considering putting them there, but I think they're going to have a little better of a season. Uh, not good enough to be in the top 10 or anything like that, but not yet. just good enough. Max Johnson's a good prospect, but he's still got a way to go. So, yeah. All right, for my number 25, I have Penn State. Ooh. You see, that's a team I, I wasn't going to put in, but I still put in. But yeah. I, I agree. Uh, yeah, so, 24, yeah. 24, I got Oklahoma State. Any particular reason? No. It's Oklahoma State. Perfect. All right. They're probably going to start off in the top 25, and no matter what, they're going to find a way to keep them in there. Yeah, for sure. So my number 24 is Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Hmm. I got them a little bit higher. Uh, 23, I got Wisconsin uh, because, I mean, Big Ten, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's normally a lot better than they were this past season. I think their offense is going to step up. Their defense is going to be a lot better. I think COVID really killed them. Yeah, I completely agree. So my number 23 is LSU. LSU will have a lot of starters that, uh, from this year that are going to be leaving. They're projected, including uh, Jacoby Stevens, wide receiver Terrace Marshall. A lot of those guys are going to be out of here, so we won't see them. Uh, we will see the uh, eight offensive, eight defensive, one special team starter coming back, and I think that will probably give them a pretty good edge, but I'm not sure yet. Still waiting to see. I mean, they were a super young team this year, though, so yeah. we'll, we'll be seeing a lot of familiar faces, but necessarily starting, we don't know yet. Yeah, definitely. Uh, number 22, I got Iowa. Iowa's always in that uh, that um, in the talks of top 25 just due to they're a good team. They just don't have everything set up yet. They're a school that always puts out great tight ends, just like Notre Dame. Uh, they also have some good edge rushers on defense, so I think they're going to be in the top 25, again, not good enough to be in the top 20, though. Yeah. My number 22 is the Liberty Flames. I feel like they're going to be losing some people, and I feel like, you know, with the COVID season, I don't know that they're going to be coming back as strong mm-hmm. with everybody coming back and being stronger next season. And that's something else to consider for these top 25s, too, is when you look at this past season, I mean, yeah, they might have been really good, but you got to remember a lot of people opted out. A lot of teams were not doing as well as they usually do. So yeah. Um, but that's something to like think about. So yeah, on to number twenty one. Twenty one, I got Liberty. Um, like you said, they're losing a lot of people. They still got a great coaching staff. They got a good offense. I mean, that run game is absolutely lethal at that school. Uh, but their defense, uh, they're losing a good bit of people. So I'm interested to see if it's going to be as strong. Absolutely. My number 21 is the Miami Hurricanes. They have nine offense and seven defense coming back. They're losing a lot of players, at least eight starting players. So it's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, they, I mean, you know, they had a big loss against yeah. UNC a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't pretty. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to rebuild and come back. Big loss against see. UNC. They lost against Oklahoma State in the bowl game, barely, yeah. but still lost. Uh, 
number I, I kind of agree with that. I have him a little bit higher only because Derek King is returning. Uh number twenty, I got Penn State. Penn State because I think they're gonna be coming back. They were coming back late in the season this past season. A little too late if you if you ask me, but they were coming back a little bit this late in the season. And I think next season they're gonna have a few things um, set up pretty well. Granted, that's give or take if their coaching staff is not doing things illegally. Yeah. Like some cases are saying. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So my number 20 is Coastal Carolina. Um, you know, you still got Grayson McCall coming back, and he's going to be yeah, – he's a great quarterback. And, you know, you can't – like we said last week, the, the bowl game against Liberty really did not showcase how good the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers are. I think they're going to build right back up. I hope they can go fully undefeated next season. And, mm-hmm. you know, but we'll see because, you know, they'll probably be playing outside of the Sun Belt by next year, hopefully. Uh, Number 19, and call me crazy, I got Boston College. Okay, that is somebody I did not expect to hear in the top 25. Uh, I think their defense is going to be stepping it up a lot this their, this past season was their first season where their defense was not all too great but their offense stepped up a lot so I think once you get those two together on one field then you got a pretty uh deadly team there yeah definitely but I still uh, think they lose to Clemson and Notre Dame and stuff like that well of course <laughs> all right so my number 19 is Wisconsin mm. <laughs> Wisconsin that's it. Just yeah, just Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> number 18, I got Miami. Like I said, Derek King is coming back. Uh, hopefully, he's going to be a lot better than he was this season. He had a great season. Don't get me wrong, but he just there, there was some immaturity with it, and I think he needs to be he needs to show more maturity this season. Um, I'll be interested to see how the defense defense turns out. Uh, if they show up, Derek King has more offensive threats behind him and next to him, then I think they'll be pretty a pretty good defense team this year. All right, so my number 18 is the Washington Huskies, and this is simply because they have 11 offensive, 8 defensive, and 1 special teams players returning, and they're only losing 3 starters. Here's my problem. None of them were good this past season. Hey, we will see. <laughs> my now now the reason I do feel a little bit bad about that is because they only had four games this season, which again it's hard to project next year on this past year because yeah. it's COVID year. But I think that we may see the Washington Huskies making a big jump. But I don't think they'll come back see, to the, the top ESP, twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. The ESPN has them at fourteen, but I I'm putting them at eighteen. Yeah, I got Cincinnati at number seven. I think they're still going to be a good team. I just don't think they're going to show what they need to show to be title contenders like they were this past season i think like you said a lot of people are going to be coming back playing and a lot of programs are going to be full again so i don't think it's going to work for the best for cincinnati yeah number 17 i have iowa uh they got since offensive six defensive uh this may be a little bit of a stretch because they're losing a lot of people but I- I'm-, I'm feeling like that's probably where they're going to be put right there gotcha number 16 i got coastal uh, no explanation there. You already went through it. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Number 16, Notre Dame. Yeah. The ESPN had them at 15. I kind of agree with that, but I think they'd be one back, so I put them at, I put them at you know, uh, 
So I put them at 16. They're going to be going into, you know, back into their own conference next year. They're not going to be a part of the ACC. Yeah, they're going to be going into independent. They're not going to be ACC anymore. They're losing Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. They're also losing Possibly Ian, Ian Book. Book. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's looking like it's not going to be pretty for the Notre Dame, but it's Notre Dame, so they're not. They're probably not. They got gonna a good. The team. They got it's a like great Iowa. running back, so yeah, I mean, uh, it works yeah. out. Uh, Fifteen. I got Louisiana. Like you said earlier, you already went over it. At number fifteen, I have the Florida Gators. So wow. Yeah, number 15, I have the Florida Gators. I mean, you got to look at everybody they're losing. I mean, they're losing Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Toney, Trayvon Grimes, uh, Kyrie Campbell, Marco Wilson, Kevin McPherson. I mean, they are losing a lot of people. But that's so, always been every season with Florida. They always lose a bunch of people, and they come back with a bunch of good, other good people. So, I mean, yeah, they do have a lot of key additions coming in here. And 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 the ESPN list had them at 16, and I have them at 15. So I flipped some. I mean, we kind of flipped Notre Dame and Florida, but... Yeah. I, I really, I really believe that. I think that. I think. I think they're going to be starting at fifteen. Yeah, uh, fourteen. I got Notre Dame again. They're losing Ian Book, but they got a good run game. Uh, they're lo- they're losing their key defensive player, but they have everybody else there. So yeah. Number fourteen, I have the Oregon Ducks. They're losing a lot of people, uh, but I think they're probably going to make a comeback. At least come back in the Pac-12. I don't know if they're going to be really big playoff contenders next year, but. That's just kind of where I got them. Uh, number 13, I got the Oregon Ducks. Uh, I think their their offense is going to be coming back. And yeah. their defense has definitely stepped up a lot. And this season it didn't show very well, but you could definitely tell after seeing the Oregon Ducks play for so many seasons that this year's defense is a lot better than previous years. Definitely. And at number 13, I have the Texas Longhorns, pretty much for one big reason. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, great offensive coordinator. I think he's going to do insane things at Texas. I think we're actually going to kind of see a little bit of a comeback from Texas. Again, don't know that they're going to be playoff contenders. But also, um, they have this great wide receiver who's going to be coming in, B. John Robinson. He played you know, really, really well in their bowl game against Iowa. And I think that... They're going to be doing amazing things next next season. All right, so number twelve, uh, you USC fans, don't 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 get too excited. But I got you at twelve right now. Uh, the USC Trojans, I think that their offense is going to be stepping it up. And with the amount of close calls they had last season, they at least got to expand those wins a little bit more. So I got them at twelve. Not happy about it, but whatever. <laughs> So don't call me crazy, but at number 12, I have Ole Miss. I think that the way they played this season, especially like with Lane Kiffin being a coach and that great quarterback they have making huge plays downfield, honestly almost beating Alabama, being really good contenders to play Alabama and almost beat them, I think that we're going to see them come back. I think that they'll probably be starting pretty high. And also they beat Indiana in their bowl game. So I don't see it, but... And also, that's without Penix. Um, number speaking of Indiana, I got Indiana at number eleven with Penix Jr. as their quarterback. I think it's, I think it, I think they're good contenders against Ohio State again. All right, so at number eleven, I have USC, the University of Southern California. They have eight offensive starters and eight defensive starters returning, and they don't have that many people leaving. And I think that they're going to be a pretty good team to be at 11 again not into the top 10 but 
You may not agree with that, but I think that's what they're going to be. So, all right, moving into the top 10 now. So, all right, go ahead and hit me with your number 10, Joey. With their new head coach, I am choosing Texas at number 10. Mm, interesting. I think they have a great offense. They have a few defensive recruits still looking at them that are five-star, four-star recruits. If they can grab them, uh, they're, they're going to be a very competitive team. And now thinking about it, in my top 10, I have a lot of Big 12 teams. <laughs> but, yeah, so. I mean, they're good this, this, this past season, so. All right, so this team's fans can get mad at me all they want to, but they know it's true. At number 10, I have Ohio State. Yes, sir. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, they're losing Justin Fields. They're losing Trey Sermon. I mean, they're losing Sean everybody Wade. that was, I mean, yeah, they're losing a lot of people that are really, really good and make this team, you know, come alive. Yeah, and I really believe that, you know, I mean, they're they're not going to be able to, you know, I mean, sure, they have a bunch of good, like, you know, people coming back in. But you got to remember, you may have good recruits coming in and stuff like that, but they are not. They're, they're, they're not going to match. Yeah, they're young. They're, they're, young. they're not going to match the talent of nah. what you have now. Yeah, no, especially in this offseason, you know, like with teams like, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, you know, Oklahoma, all these other teams above Ohio State, I think, that are going to be you know, who have a lot of their starters coming back. Like we just found out today, Georgia has Zamir White coming back for another season. James Cook mm-hmm. coming back for another season. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you know, just teams like that, having all these starters that are actually coming back that have played big roles in these teams, Ohio State doesn't have that. So it's, I mean, they're losing everybody. So And I mean, even with Clemson, their, their backups have already played a good bit to the point where yeah. they're ready to start no matter what. Yeah, and I, and I swear, if, if, if Ohio State comes out and they're starting in the top four, I mean, that that is so wrong so so bad it is so I, I don't think it's right i don't think it's fair they don't have enough to really say they're a top four yeah no that would be another instance of ohio state getting by on their name so but moving on to number nine number nine another big 12 team i really liked them a lot this past season a lot of people have them low on their list i have oh iowa state i think they're not gonna have Brees hall anymore but I, I still think they're a pretty great team. Their quarterback, absolutely incredible this se- this past season. Their defense really stepped it up a lot. And I think even though Brees Hall is out, he he's not he wasn't too big of a a uh, go to person towards the end of the season. So I think next season they're gonna really show that they're fine without him. Definitely. So. My number nine pick is the Cincinnati Bears. I think that they played a great season, and I think that their recruiting is going to be really good this offseason. I think they're going to do a lot of work with their people. They don't have that many projected losses. They have eight offensive starters returning, seven defensive starters returning. I think that we're going to see the Cincinnati Bears do some – the Cincinnati Bearcats do a lot of good stuff next season. Mm -hmm. Uh, At number eight, I have Ocryo State. Um, I think that – like you said, they're losing a lot of people, and also I'm putting them there because I think they belong there without just their name. Uh, I think that, yeah, Ryan Day, whatever, but a coach can't do it all, right? I mean, and yeah, they have some good recruits coming in, but they also don't have as many as the schools I have above them. Hence why I have them at number eight, because sure, they have a good recruiting class. They're number two, I think, right now. But like, where are they going to put them? 
they're recruiting people that they already have positions filled for. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, 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 I got them at eight. Yeah, definitely. So, my number eight pick is the Indiana Hoosiers. We are going to see Felix Penix Jr. return hopefully next year. And we're going to see him play some good football, hopefully. Uh, we only have three projected losses from that team. That is not a lot. That is a lot nah. of returning players. I mean, that is nine offensive players returning, 10 defensive players returning. And honestly, I, w- I am really excited to hopefully see Indiana kick the crap out of Ohio State next year. So, Sorry, Ohio State fans, but we're really unhappy with the offer this past season. Number seven, I got the Florida still love you, Gators. Still love you. Still love you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Still love uh, you. Number seven, I got the Florida Gators. Um, I don't. I, I from what I saw from the bowl game, uh, I don't remember his name right off the top of my head, but the backup quarterback for this season is going to be a great starting quarterback next season. And yeah, they're losing a lot of key offensive players. They're losing a few defensive players. Guys, their defense wasn't good to begin with. But <laughs> they they still got to work on that. But, I mean, I think they'll be fine. I think their offense will be fine. They don't, they don't normally have a problem with finding new offensive threats. Definitely. So, my number seven pick is UNC. I think that even though that they're losing running back Michael Carter, running back Devontae Williams, and wide receiver Daz Newsom, I think that, um, you know, the quarterback that they have there playing like the way they played against Miami – and, you know, they have eight offensive starters, 10 defensive starters returning. And, you know, Mac, Dr- Mac Brown being that great coach at UNC, I think they're going to do some really good things. I think we're going to, like, I think that, I mean, there's so many teams that I've just seen that, like, I feel like they're going to make a huge comeback after this COVID season. So I have UNC yeah. at number seven. Uh, number six, I got UNC. Uh, Sam Howell, like you said, great quarterback. I think he's going to be a first round pick eventually once he goes into the draft. I think he still has a few more years to kind of mature. Uh, so I think he should go into the draft when he's a se- after he's a senior, but that's my opinion. Uh, he's a great quarterback. Uh, like I said, he had some immaturity uh, in there, but this season he's going to be a junior. He's going to be great. I think, uh, yeah, they're losing their two, their, their two headed monster in the backfield, uh, with their running backs leaving. But, you know, I mean, new guys come in, uh, they got a great recruiting class coming in. So I think that's going to be great. Their defense was really good this season, and they're only going to get better uh, with some new coaching staff. Uh, So I got them at number six. Definitely. So my number six pick is Texas A&M. So even though they're losing their quarterback, Kellen Mond, you know, they went, you know, nine and one, not including bowl games, and Mm -hmm. they should have been in the playoffs. They got they got gypped out of the playoffs. Jimbo mm-hmm. Fisher's a great coach. He's gonna he's gonna have them right back. I mean, their defense may not be as strong because I mean, honestly, most of these positions that they're that they're missing are defensive positions. They have six offensive starters returning and six defensive starters returning, and actually two special teams members returning, which is tied with North Carolina. So I think that Texas A&M still will continue on the road that they're going down. I think they're gonna do a lot of good things if they can find a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, we all know we all saw what happened to Georgia after Jake Fromm left. Yeah, we all saw that. Um, no, speaking of Georgia, number five, I have Georgia. Um, I think JT Daniels is a great quarterback. Uh, Pickens is a good wide receiver. I mean, y'all got a lot of good people coming back. Mm-hmm. I just, I that first game, that first game you got to play against Clemson. They, yeah. they, they ain't ready. They, ain't, they don't want the smoke. 
I think with the amount of people that are actually coming back to Clemson, I, I think there there's a small problem there. But, I mean, y'all are a great team, don't get me wrong, but I think that first game is what determines whether you're a top-four team or top-ten team. Yeah. So, at number five, I have Oklahoma. I think that because they have six offensive starters returning and eight defense starters returning, I think their defense is actually going to do a lot more, even though that they have a lot of defensive players. Well, not a lot. About four or five defensive starters leaving. They're losing Charleston Rambo, wide receiver, and quarterback Ramondre Stevenson. But mm-hmm. they, even though you know a lot of people don't like him, Rattler is young, but he is going to get better. Oh, he's yeah. already a great quarterback. He, I didn't like him at all, no. but I ended up liking the yeah, way he played. He's, he, he's a good quarterback. He's a smart quarterback, young, but a smart quarterback. And he's going to get better, and I think that that's going to put them right there at five. I don't think they're in the top four quite yet, but I think they're coming. I think they're on the way. Uh, number four. Number four, I have Texas A&M. Uh, like you said earlier, Kellen Mond, yeah, he's going, but they still have Isaiah Spiller, uh, Devin Act. Akani, I can't remember how to pronounce it. Uh, Anaya Smith and Jalen Widermeyer, which mm-hmm. is like a bunch of just offensive threats right there. Uh, and I mean, yeah, the quarterback position is a fight between two freshman quarterbacks. But I think that uh, at the end of the day, I think whoever wins that is going to be a great quarterback. So I got him at number four because I definitely think that they should have been a playoff contender this past season. And I think. That's not going to change this next coming season. Yeah. So at number four, this might be kind of a shock, but I have Iowa State at number four. Iowa State? They have 10 offensive players returning, eight defensive players returning, and most of their key additions are actually defensive players. And Mm -hmm. they're only losing two of their starters. Defensive end Jaquan Bailey and Lawrence White the fourth. So I think this is actually going to be a way better team than a lot of people are giving them credit for. Plus, Iowa State coach Matt Campbell is amazing, leading his team yeah. to 32 victories over the past four seasons. I mean, they're they're hanging on. They should have beat Oklahoma. They got gypped out of that too in the bowl game or in the yeah. big, in the Big 12 championship. They should have won. The, the like I don't know how the refs didn't catch that. I um, don't know either. That what was it? A false start on Oklahoma. False start or pi something like that. It was a false start, but I I, I yeah, do I mean, gotta they, say they just one got thing. Gypped. I did miss. I misspoke earlier. I said Brees Hall was leaving. He's actually returning this season. Yeah, for next season. Yeah, so uh, it's 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 yeah. it's going to. I think Iowa State's going to be way better than people are giving them credit for. So I'm actually giving them the number four spot. I I would put them higher. It's just their their experience. You know. I can get that. But yeah, I still got them in the top ten. Yeah, sure. Uh, number three, I actually have Oklahoma, and I've expressed this to you a lot lately. Uh, but their their offense was incredible this season and their defense by the end of the season was not an Oklahoma defense that I remember that defense was good that now defense they, they did they did trash Florida but dude, you have to remember that, that. But you, okay, have to, yeah. you have to remember they, you have to remember that Florida bowl games didn't have accurate. all yeah the bowl games aren't accurate Florida didn't have all their starting players That defense was incredible. And I think that that defense coming back and the fact that they're focusing on defense now and they still have the the regular Oklahoma lethal offense, 
I think they're a top top they're a playoff contender. And yep. this time I think Oklahoma actually has a shot in the playoffs. Yeah. So with that being said, my number three pick is, of course, the Georgia Bulldogs. We have nine offensive starters returning, five defensive, and two special teams. And I really think that losing those defensive starters is where it's really going to catch us. But we have great defensive recruiting. Now, like we said, you know, like they're young, but we still have a lot of people returning and we still have a lot of people coming in and doing the thing. And I mean, we have Dominic Blaylock coming back. We have James Cook coming back, Zamir White coming back. JT Daniels is is here, and he is going, I, I believe, solely. I mean, you can't base it on a quarterback, but I really believe that, like, JT Daniels is going to be a huge part in getting us back into the national championship. I believe that, like, with that team, and if we get our defense up, and, you know, Smart's going to make good decisions, and we win that game against Clemson at the beginning of the season, I think that we're going to get, I, th- I think that we're going to be a good contender for the national championship, not just the playoff, but like for the national championship. So my yeah. only problem is Kirby smart. I think Kirby smart's a great coach and a lot of people don't give him credit for what he does, but no, I think he's a great coach and I give him credit for what he does, but those big games, he doesn't, he doesn't, he tends not to do very good in those big games. See, I mean, I got to disagree with that. I mean like, yeah, sure. We didn't beat Alabama. Sure. We didn't beat Florida. But the thing is, is like when you think about that, it's like, I mean, and you got to remember too. I mean, a lot of these big games that he's lost is against coaches that he's coached alongside. Like yeah. he, well, he was a, a quote unquote student of Nick Saban. I mean, it's going to be hard to beat that guy, even though you know his plays. But Saban is, you know, like the one of the god coaches of football. I mean, he's yeah. a great coach. And so, like you know, we lost to Alabama in the national championship. That was because he was a young coach and he was still learning the ropes. I've explained that why we lost that game before. Uh, you know, against Alabama this season. I mean, that's a, that's a tough game. You don't have a starting, a really good starting quarterback. You know, you don't do everything that you need to do. And I mean, you know, that's just what it comes down to. Florida, like, same thing. We lost the like the best quote unquote starting quarterback that we had, mm-hmm. and then we had to put in our worst starting quarterback. So I mean, yeah. really, I mean, when you look at those games, I mean, really, I mean, I'm gonna I'm not gonna blame that on the coaching. I'm gonna blame that on you know first. I mean. Maybe, maybe maybe the national championship game against Alabama, but in 2020 <laughs> against Alabama and against Florida, that's that's where I'm kind of like, you know, that's not his fault. Yeah. And the reason that we were doing so bad against Cincinnati in the bowl game, again, not don't have starters. Didn't have Eric Stokes on the defense. Didn't have Richard the Count on the defense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Didn't have James Cook. I mean, so I mean, it really comes down to that. Yeah. But yeah, moving on to number two. Moving on to number two. Number two. Who do you think I got? I want to say Alabama, but for some reason, I think you put Clemson number two. I got Clemson number two. Hmm. Uh, only reason, not too sure about the offense yet. The that's, defense kind of scared enough. me. The, the defense scared me this past season, but coming up this next season, yeah. I think the defense, they're going to be a lot older than they were. Like yeah. this, this, season, this past season, very, 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 very young defensive group we had uh, more sophomores and freshmen in than we did upperclassmen yeah like new guys coming in instead of upperclassmen you know so yeah. i think especially waiting on nolan turner's uh uh decision but we got skalski we got dear dearen dearen kendrick coming <laughs> back i mean two great players granted i wasn't very happy with kendrick by the end of the season he was not playing his best ball um, but I mean, I'm just unsure about the offense and that's, that's just about it. 
So I'm actually gonna make a last minute change here. So I really I had the I had something different. I had them flipped. I had number two Alabama, number one Clemson. But I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna go with number two Clemson for the exact reasons that you said. And also, I mean, yes, that Clemson does have DJ Uyagalale, but I, I just don't know about that offense. Like, is he going to have the weapons, right, that, like, tr- that Trevor had? Is he going to have the next mm-hmm. ETN? Is he going to have, you know, Amari Rodgers downfield always? Like, is he is he going to be able to compete with that? And I'm going to go in, go ahead and go and say that, you know, my number one pick is Alabama simply because of recruiting. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, literally, Alabama is, like, the star of recruiting in college football. I mean, you they could lose. Because it's Alabama. Single, it's they could lose every Yeah, they could lose every single star player that they have. And they can rebuild their team to it being like exactly the same way it was last year. Which they did. Yeah. Yeah, So so. I I think, yeah, I'm going to put Alabama at number one. I mean, you might have the same pick. I mean, is there anything you want to say? Because I know know your number one pick is Alabama. Is there anything you want to add on to that? Or did I cover it? I mean, I think think Clemson's going to be a good team. Don't get me wrong. And the offensive threats, comment. Yeah. I mean, I understand it. I, I just put it, I put them there because. I'm unsure about both teams, actually. Yeah. I'm unsure about Alabama. I'm not too sure where they're going to be next season because they're losing possibly three to four Heisman contenders. All in one. Yeah. One draft. Meanwhile, Clemson, yeah, they're they're losing a few players, but they, they got a, a good bit of players coming back and yeah. filling in those positions. Uh, so I, I'm just unsure of where they're going to be. I'm unsure of how they're going to do. Uh, Clemson has that tough game against Georgia at the beginning of the season, which is very worrisome. And it is not going to be a blowout from either team. I mean, no, this is it's going not to be, be probably like one of the best games we watch all year. Probably, but um, it's it, it, it it's it's a very uncertain. That's why it's called way too early because it's way too early to oh, know. Yeah. Way too early. Like this is before spring training. This is before practices. Uh, before the season starts, all that stuff. So nobody knows who's starting. Nobody knows how people are playing right now so yeah with that game i mean you know your quarterbacks are matched up evenly your defense is matched up evenly your offense is matched up evenly i mean at least at this point because we have no idea what next year looks like <laughs> yeah i mean so, yeah i mean we're, we're we're at least y'all have a wide receiver that's coming back we have none yeah so but yeah this is our way too early top 25 and just for a second we want to kind of talk about so since the college football season is over for 2020 where do we go from here in the podcast? So from yeah, here on out, if you're looking for NFL content or anything like that, and you're really trying to get more into that, please go over and check out TBD Sportscast NFL with Madison and Michael. They do a great podcast. They're really good at talking about this kind of things. And if you really want to get into that, go listen to them. Uh, if you're looking for some NBA stuff, please go listen to Joey's new podcast coming out soon, TBD Sportscast NBA, and go check him out. Like It's going to be a great podcast. But here With college on, basketball. Yeah. With, with college basketball. So here, though, on our podcast, we are going to be talking about coach hirings, the transfer portal, recruiting, and college football news. If there's anything like that, firings, anything like that, any kind of news, you'll catch us right back here every Friday at 12. So that's where you're going to get it. But ladies and gentlemen, that is our podcast. So I'm Mason. And I'm Joey. And this has been TBD, TBD Sportscast, Sportscast. College football. Bye-bye. Later. Thank you.